0: Welcome back to the podcast. This week, Sean Donahue is joined by two friends of the EUC industry, Samit Halvadia, CTO at Remo3, and Al Sorzano, VP Digital Workplace at E360. These folks recount all the buzz that was at the recent IGEL disrupt event in Nashville. Hear their firsthand perspective on the announcements, news, and their personal highlights from the event. Some have said this is the next best thing to being there. Let's join the conversation.
1: Alright, welcome, welcome, welcome to the podcast. I'm your guest host, Sean Donahue, and I am overwhelmed today because I have two rock stars in the EUC space joining me and old friends, I might add as well. We have uh, Samit Halvadia from Remo3. And Al Solarzano from E360, give it up. Welcome, <laughs> gentlemen, to the
2: podcast. All right. I'm ready. It's, I We're like here. it. Al's wearing shorts. I just noticed that right now. You know, I'm <laughs> here in a hoodie in Chicago. It's miserable weather. We had a, a taste of spring last week, and now we had a freeze warning, and I had to scrape a quarter inch of snow off my car, so I'm, I'm envious of you. I don't not
0: even f- know what snow is, so... <laughs> I'm right.
2: I'm with you, bud. I'm out on the
1: coast this week. I'm overlooking the Atlantic Ocean, and it is just beautiful. Beautiful. But we were all together. We got the band back together a little bit ago for the IGEL Disrupt event in uh, Nashville. And that's what I wanted to talk to you guys About today, uh, how great was it for you to see me again in person?
0: (laughs) Look, Sean, I love you, but I, I, I do have to say seeing everybody else together was amazing. It's been a long time. Actually, my last my last conference was Disrupt in twenty twenty, like a couple of weeks before COVID hit, yeah. and we had the shutdown. So, yeah, it was great to see a lot of friendly faces, people we haven't seen in a while, and and really get together. And you know, it was great to see them, everybody up on stage. You know, that was great to see between Mark Templeton. You had uh, Shridar from uh, Citrix, Sumit from VMware. You had Tarkin from Nutanix. It was Scott from Microsoft. It's good to see, like, the industry really getting together and kind of uh, putting putting the best face forward.
1: Yeah. Yeah, really, it really was. It was a great event. And, it, and uh, props to Jed Ayers and IGEL for stepping in to, you know, to pick up the mantle from Citrix Synergy, of course, not being held anymore, and to carry that forward and to get that EUC-focused uh, event off the ground. I thought it was a, a great, great
2: event. Uh, but, Sumit, what was your uh, general impression? Yeah, I I'd, I'd plus one everything that Al has just said, right? Seeing a lot of the EUC legends kind of still innovating, still in a position where they're continuing to bang on the drum of great user productivity, great user experience. Those tenants really haven't changed, even though the, the world kind of has, right? So, you know, seeing everyone together was fantastic. But really, uh, to your point, you know, since the Synergy show has kind of disappeared, um, even with Synergy unplugged a little bit, we're starting to kind of see that this is the only event where you're starting to get that type of leadership, that type of thought leadership and, and key players in the space, both from a technology alliance perspective, as well as from a delivery and partnership and SI perspective. And then you've even got customers there as well. So. Starting to see that kind of all coalesce, you know, I had some great customer meetings in a very intimate setting because of the fact that it was so focused and targeted on EUC that, you know, you didn't have to filter out any of the other noise, so to speak. Right. Not that I'm against data centers and all of that good stuff, but for me, I care <laughs> about apps and I care about EUC, so it was it was as good as it could have been as far as the show goes.
1: Yeah, and and that was that's dovetailing into my next question. And Samita, I'm going to stay with you, and then Al, I want to get your your uh, input on this too, as to what was the biggest buzz and the most electricity uh, for
2: you, or that you saw at the event. Well, I might be biased, right, being focused on apps at uh, at Remo 3, but a lot of what um, folks were talking about, both Scott around, you know, the enablement of choice, right, being able to have a hybrid environment and being able to think about choice in a concept that's beyond just the scope of infrastructure. So um, when VMware uh, announced their big thing with Terry Vaughn on stage talking about uh, apps on demand and just start... Um, where E360 and Remo3 are key partners in making this happen, what's really exciting about the fact that it was so well-received by the audience saying that, yeah, workspace delivery has kind of become commoditized, but I don't want you to be in analysis paralysis with your app migration as you start modernizing your workspace. You remember those words, Sean, uh-huh. oh, our, yeah, yeah. from our XP to Windows 7 <laughs> migration days? But, like, now we're at that point where they've put together a program that says, forget about all that. Just start, right? And have partners like E360 step in and say, we're going to get 10 of your apps to a modern workspace in 20 days. People are finally starting to realize and start tackling that app problem. So, from my perspective, a lot of the excitement was around the fact that people are starting to see that choice, whether it's the application format or the workspace delivery format, hybrid, Windows 365 AVD on-prem choice is kind of the main driver in a lot of that decision-making. So for me, seeing that recognition and people just kind of nodding along for the first time is great. So that was an exciting point for me.
1: And I think to your point that that choice and that not being because we spent so much time trying to get people to switch over from from one on-prem to one public cloud and it was very much a a one 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 but now it is the choice and really the the combination of all of them and getting that fabric that kind of pulls them all together uh is key um but al how about you what was the buzz what was the electricity for you uh at the event
0: yeah, so there's a couple things. Um, yeah, thank you, uh, Samit, for kind of like the plug on that one. Yeah, we did put together with VMware and Remo 3 an offering on the um, Azure Marketplace um, around the apps on demand, 20, uh, 10 apps in 20 days with potential funding from, uh, from some of those partners. Um, so I'll definitely... We'll highlight that one. I think another one I would love to highlight is just Cosmos, right, and just the UMS and I, um, Igel OS 12, mm-hmm. kind of trying to simplify how you're managing applications. I and mean, in this case, apps. They're talking about the apps that are being delivered to the Igel operating system. Right. Um, so I definitely like that concept. And for you know, in talking with some of the, uh, the the people there, they're like, look, the best thing you can do right now if you're if you're an Igel fan, if you're an Igel user, is is get to UMS 12. Let UMS 12 manage your IGL OS 11, let it manage your uh, IGL OS 12, and start kind of giving you that insight and that application delivery methodology in one common platform. So I I thought that was a really good focus. Mm -hmm. Um, I also was really liking to see uh, Mark Templeton on stage. I think I learned a new key term, which is Amagoosier which is instead of saying hyper multi multi-cloud hyperscalers, Amagoosier, I think was the term that I heard him use. I love that one now. I'm totally yeah. stealing that. Uh, but yeah, those were those were kind of the three takeaways that I really got out of it.
1: Yeah. And I was going to ask you uh, next that I was actually, you stole my answer. I always do. Uh, You stole always my thunder. Ahead. Well, that was your nickname in high school. Al <laughs> Thunderstealer Solarzal, you know. <laughs> Uh, but that was going. I was actually surprised by the number of announcements that were actually kind of uh, showcased at iGel. And like you said, uh, from VMware and then iGel themselves, uh, then Nutanix with the NC2 on, on Azure was a big highlight for me. Uh, but then personally, I like how you pulled into that because seeing Mark T up on stage and the Amagougier was definitely, I, tweeted that out. I sent it to, you know, friends here at Nutanix as well. I thought that was just a brilliant <laughs> uh, term. But seeing Mark T on stage and seeing his wife joining him on stage and seeing his puppies joining him on stage too, we're all, uh, we're all high. I loved, just love seeing it. I think the world of, of Mark Templeton as well. So yeah, what, he, besides he that, up.
0: We all grew up in that space, right? We did. So Absolutely. Because we've grown up, we saw where he started and where he took the company and I think passion, right? I think yeah. I think what I saw after, you know, when they had the panel with everybody up on stage from all the different vendors, I think they all built their passion for what they're doing in this space off of his passion, right? Mm-hmm. His yeah. his vision about what he wanted. So I think it wasn't inf- he's an, he's an infectious person in terms of that passion and I think he's really uh Help to show what we can do in this industry.
1: Yeah, and I see Jed as very much kind of filling that void now that you know Mark is kind of out doing the consulting thing and the the board thing. I think Jed uh, Jed's a great leader, and he's he's showing it, and and he's taking a lot of plays out of the the Mark T uh, playbook. Um,
2: how about well, you, submit? See- what yeah, I that think that's great. You know, when you start thinking about that and you start seeing the, the passion that Scott and that Sridhar and that, you know, you've got Sumit, everyone up there has somehow been shaped and molded over the last 20 years with some connection to Mark. So when you start seeing a, a lot of those traits start manifesting themselves in this generation of leadership and hopefully the next generation of leadership, it's pretty exciting to kind of see the way that Scott approaches Windows 365 and AVD, right? The concept of zero and any. And it's very much driven off of a lot of the ways that Citrix had initially started rolling out post Zen source their, uh, you know, Zen apps and desktop type of uh, infrastructure structure, their their uh, assessment, the accelerator, all the things to help people be successful, to try to identify every and any use case that made sense for adoption, right? It was always kind of do right by the customer and have a great user experience, assuming that you have the right partner to help you onboard them and go through that process, yeah. right? right. Um, so when we start thinking about the way that this leadership is really looking at it, I feel like it's in a very similar situation where each one is listening to customers. That's a key, Mark T, kind of fundamental principle and starting to build roadmaps and share vision and actually solicit and incorporate feedback from customers, which is not what everyone has done historically. Um, but it's been good kind of seeing that type of, uh those principles rub off on this, this generation of leadership too.
1: Yeah, and I like how you say it, that, that a lot of people <clears throat> were molded by, uh, Mark T. And, and I like to count myself as one of them, but I think he gave up and in, in the molding and just left me as a blob of clay. <laughs> <laughs> given, given by my physical stature, <laughs> the, I don't the, know. the spinning wheel didn't
2: turn. <laughs> I don't know. You looked pretty fit when you were carrying that Lego, the Atari Lego around. Uh, that was yeah. On the, on the shoulder. That was yeah. definitely impressive.
1: That was ba- that was back to that brought me back to my heyday, the 80s, carrying the boombox around, playing Lord George Michael and Wham. That was my that was my peak. <laughs> but <Wow>. um El, <laughs> it hasn't gotten better for him since then. <laughs> No, it really isn't. Uh what anything surprise you? Anything catch you uh, off guard to me?
2: You know, um that's a good question. Uh I <laughs> I have to say that I did the one um previously in Munich, right? So I was kind of prepared for really uh what the format of that show was going to look like you know a single hotel it's everything is kind of well put together everything is on you know accessible on-prem type of thing um the thing that did surprise me though is that there was such a huge uh representation from the EUC influencer community. Mm -hmm. We had that in Munich, right? And we didn't have any customers in the Munich one um, or end user customers, but there was a huge amount of influencers. But seeing kind of in Nashville, all the folks coming in for this particular show from overseas, as well as locally on the back of EUC Masters, it was fantastic. So I did not expect that we would get that much time with each other to kind of sit down. We did some whiteboard sessions with James Davies around um, really interesting things that we could do with uh, AI as it pertains to explanations of issues that people see in their environment. It became kind of like a mini little EUC master's retreat because Mm -hmm. all the influencers were together and we had the opportunity to kind of spitball ideas and share ideas with each other, which used to happen to an extent at Synergy, but Synergy was really a customer facing, partner facing show. This ended up being a little bit more of a think tank, which I did not expect. So from having such an intimate venue with everything available, like just going to the bar and getting a piece of paper and whiteboarding, putting stuff together... That was, uh, that was a unique experience to have everyone so close together and actually not just focus on pitching your own uh, agenda and your own value prop, but it's about trying to figure out what the next generation of problems looks like and being able to have the right people at the table to solve them. Right. And ID8. And it was great to see Carl Webster there. I think he, uh,
1: is, uh, is uh, on the verge of retiring, if I'm not mistaken. And. Great to see him, uh, Al. Anything uh, surprise you? Uh,
0: not surprising. I, I think I was really happy to see a concept of like innovation through partnership, right? That you know the vendors that were there were willing to talk about, you know, while they have their great solution stack by themselves, it's really in partnership with all of the other vendors that are out there, even the ones that they you feel like may be competing with each other, right? That they're all driving towards the same vision. I mean, I. You could make the argument like the VMware you know, apps on demand concept. You're like, oh, it's it's competing against all these other manufacturers. And You're like, well, no, not really. It's actually enhancing those f- functions and yeah. being able to deliver those applications. Or you know, the Microsoft strategy, though they have their own solution stack, they partner with VMware and Citrix and the Workspots of the world and the Nutanix of the world to deliver their enhancements and solutions on top of it. So, I I loved seeing that concept uh, because I do think. It's how we build a better solution for the customers. Mm -hmm. And I love seeing, you know, I I love seeing the executives in those organizations talk about how they they need to innovate, but it's got to be innovation through partners.
1: Yeah, I'm so glad you brought that up because you're right. This one here, uh, this event here felt very different because we didn't have that Oh, you can't put me next to so and so, or we can't be across from, you know, this because we're competing with each other. It feels like there's a much more uh, guiding light or North Star for everybody at the event, which is customer first. What are we doing to help the customer? What can we do with all of these other vendors to help the customer? And there wasn't so much that jealousy, you know, uh, competitive the you know uh, approach to it in that everybody just was you know let's think about the customer first let's think about what we're doing for the customer first and that was
2: uh that was great to see
1: but I mean also think about
2: that yeah. And think about. Sorry, Sean. Just think about that. Right. When was the last time we've we've gone through this journey several times together? And App V Softricity. You know, it was a closed system, right? It was competitive. ThinApp was a competitor to App V. They were not seen as a and. They were seen as an or, right? Right. And for the first time, like even with Scott, even with Microsoft Three uh, Office Three not Office, Windows three sixty five and with um with Intune, the fact that they're opening up this ecosystem because they want to get as many users on Windows three sixty five and AVD as possible, supporting app volumes, like Natively through Microsoft, like that's unheard of in 10 years ago. Like that's just not a thing that would ever have happened. And now we're starting to see that open ecosystem of enabling that choice, whether it's the cloud, you know, whether it's a cloud choice, but there's no vendor lock in anymore. It's meeting the customer where they are. And like, I think I heard that term, um, recited by. Just about every single part technology alliance partner, we are here to meet the customer where they are. We're going to do right by the customer. So, um, that piece, you know, talking about the fact that it's, it's still competitive, but it's not like, it, it's not petty, right? Yeah. It's, it, it's for the greater good at this point. And I have not seen that in the last 10 years. Yeah. Two of, two of the things I loved hearing was just that meeting the
1: customer on their cloud journey. You know, not trying to get them to take a left turn to, you know, my cloud or public cloud or a particular cloud, but wherever they happen to be on that cloud journey. And then the other one, and actually I'm trying to get this to pick up, meeting them at the intersection of the clouds, all the clouds, of the like Amagujers. all the, words. Like all the <laughs> fields, <laughs> but we got to fit private cloud in there too. We do. Amaguzer Prim. <laughs> Anna, Emma Gouzier priv. I don't know. We'll
0: figure I got to
1: work on that. I take that as a, that's a workshop a homework. Yeah. The, <laughs> take that as a homework assignment. Uh, oh, the other thing that surprised me was in the, so two things uh, and I don't want them to be perceived as negative because it's a, it's an internal thing that convention center too big. Oh, uh, I got, it took me 40 minutes To get from the convention center to my elevator banks, because I kept getting turned around and lost, and I got to one point where I almost just sat down in the in the walk in the hallway or whatever it was, and almost threw a fit like a four-year-old, a tantrum, because I got so lost and turned around, and I had to finally go to the person at the FedEx office and say, here's my map of this place. Draw me a line of how do I get to my hotel room? And he did. And it was, I swear to God, five minutes. It was a five minute (laughs) direct walk. So I've just, you know, that uh, directionally challenged. But then also, did you hear somebody fell into the little winding river? I did hear about that one. (laughs) I I did hear that. And it wasn't me it
0: wasn't me yeah, I definitely heard that by the way just so you know that i love nashville now uh it's actually the second time i've been there it's an amazing location i i did learn i look good in a cowboy hat as a mm-hmm. native southern california I look good in a cowboy hat no but uh there was an app by the way on the app um there was a whole like almost like a directional walk you through the hotel type of approach i was actually really good a uh, good All little right. app I Um, discovered that as I was leaving. As you were leaving? (laughs) Uh, One of the things I thought was actually interesting, Scott Manchester from Microsoft was talking about this, which is kind of a new concept, right? You know what? He said something around, I don't believe it's a physical desktop or a virtual desktop for everybody. It's both, right? Now, I'm trying to reconcile that in my brain, right? How do we go to customers and say, there are both use cases where you need a physical desktop for certain types of users, uh, but that same user may also need a virtual desktop for any number of reasons. Definitely was some kind of an interesting conversation when I heard him mention that. We had a couple conversations off to the side about it. I'm um, Be interesting to see, uh, Samit, if you kind of had some thoughts on that because you've been around for a while.
2: Yeah, you know, like uh, that th- that concept that he's talking about of the and right in terms of um, in terms of time for physics. He he calls it the Windows customer experience. Right. So in fact, that's what his team has been rebranded to. Um, so it's not about just Windows. It's not AVD and Windows 365 anymore, both cloud based. Right. But his concept is that the, the, the idea should really be focused on the fact that the end user gets a great experience around Windows itself. Now, how it's being delivered whether it's AVD, whether it's on-prem, whether it's through Citrix, whether it's a physical endpoint, is almost irrelevant, right? But what he's looking to do with a net new customer experience, Windows customer experience technology platform, which is a combination of The 365 and and AVD is to kind of take away that level of subject matter expertise that you need to be a Citrix admin and ultimately create a Windows experience that's simple for IT admins as well as delightful for the customers themselves, regardless of how Windows is being delivered. So he, he, he makes a joke about this, right? Like ultimately you look at someone like me, you know, I have no hair. Everyone has gray hair that still remembers how to do Citrix and how to be an administrator. This, this next generation of workforce does not necessarily have that subject matter expertise, nor should they need it, right? They should still be able to have a lot of that. Um, a lot of the capabilities are around being able to deliver a great user experience without a subject matter expertise around technology that may or may not be relevant anymore. Right. So when you start thinking about net new use cases that are coming in with Windows 365 offline, with Windows 365 boot to uh, boot to cloud um you know th- there's a lot of windows 365 licensing for frontline workers so 8 hour shifts so you get three licenses for one they're starting to think through how they can make it simple for people to consume windows have a great user experience and not have the uh well i was Going to say something bad, but not have the pains associated with, uh, with the administration and the setup, right? It's a, it's a turn and go type of thing. So, um, that's, that's my take on where Scott and Microsoft's, uh, cut windows customer experience team is at. It, it, it doesn't matter how it's being delivered. It needs to be delightful,
1: right? And just simplifying the whole stack and just making it as turnkey as possible, just. You know, just like, hey, the origins of hyper-converged infrastructure. Exactly right. Complexity away and make it nice and easy. But I I have to agree with something that Al said. He looks good in a cowboy (laughs) hat. Now he's six foot three. This is true story. He's what, six foot three?
0: Uh, six yeah. one, right? I, pre- I appreciate one. the extra. Yeah,
1: but then he puts a 10 gallon cowboy hat on. I literally didn't even recognize him because <laughs> I'm 5'10, so I'm looking at his Adam's apple normally, anyways. He <laughs> had a cowboy hat on him, and I'm just like, you know, just wrap me up, take me away. I don't care who you are. <laughs> um but i know we're getting to the end of time here so let's start al with you uh in your conversations with customers partners at igel even post igel what is top of mind in regards to e360 and in the customer uh landscape for uh euc
0: yeah i think there's actually two pieces that we're running into of course it's you know, dealing with a lot of the change that are going on in the industry, of course, but really it's you know getting down to the applications and the application delivery methodology. So we're definitely spending a lot of time with customers, as, as again, we've probably talked about the Just Start program and the Azure Marketplace that we put together with VMware and Remo 3. That's one. I think the other one that we're talking about a lot is just the hardware changes within iGel, right? iGel's out of the hardware business, right. the ability to find IGEL hardware is becoming harder and harder from, from the repositories that are out there. So uh, we're having a lot of conversations with customers around LG and Lenovo um, hardware, a little bit with HP hardware and what you can do to run IGEL OS on top of all those platforms, along with whatever you already have existing, right? But again, even those are starting to become long in the tooth because customers have kept some of those endpoints around for multiple years. Right. So we're having conversations with them, especially in healthcare, um, you know, the healthcare initiatives. I think that the presentation by LG was amazing about their Improvata, uh, you know, tap and go single sign-on solution. Um, unfortunately, LG only has one innovation center. Uh, it's based in Los Angeles, uh, but that presentation that they have around kind of what they're doing for healthcare customers with LG hardware and the LG solutions in combination with IGEL OS it's pretty amazing. Um, so, if you ever get the chance to go to Los, come to Los Angeles, definitely check out that uh, Innovation Center. I think it's a really good presentation. So, those are probably the biggest topics there, Sean. Awesome.
1: And I'm gonna be, I think, in Pasadena. Is that close to Los Angeles?
0: It is very close to Los Angeles. What are you doing out there? Yeah, uh,
1: I. <laughs> we'll
0: need to be hanging out, Sean.
1: There's a Healthcare Institute conference happening in June, and I'm going to be. It's a three day conference, and I'm going to be the master of ceremonies for all three days. Uh, oh,
2: that's it! Non- I gotta go. Yeah. I gotta go now.
1: It's a nonstop Shondo show. So,
2: <laughs> is there uh, are tickets still available, or do I have to like, <laughs> wait, so- wait in the queue? It's like- sold out, man. What are you talking about? <laughs> you can
1: you can wait by the back uh, the backstage <laughs> door there.
0: <Yeah. laughs> I for I'm waiting for the passes of like the friend friend of Shondo. Uh,
2: the, yeah, yeah the VIP the VIP badges
1: <laughs> maybe you guys can rent a charter or bus and you know head out there whole groupy section
2: okay.
1: <laughs> but Samit, uh same question to you Remo 3 what's top of mind what are customers uh, looking forward to or asking about the most?
2: Yeah, I think there's a there's a couple of really interesting things too, right? Specifically around iGel as people start their, you know, I hate the term digital transformation. It's so horrible. Um, but the reality is people are starting and that the, the um any type of journey, whether it's from legacy to modern, off of config manager to wherever they want to go. But the thing that we're actually starting to see the most is that folks are just looking for help to get started, right? Mm. Because, you know, we talk about 2019, 2020, when, you know, Windows virtual desktop was rolled out or, you know, some of these new technologies were rolled out pre-pandemic There's never been adoption in earnest as people were moving to a a modern workspace, right? Whatever you want to call it. And, you know, with some of the the, the capabilities that have been announced over the course of the last two years, specifically some of the announcements that came out during Nashville – People are actually doing more than just rolling out a 100 users on a modern workspace. People are starting to look at it in earnest. And that's where we're starting to see a lot of the opportunities of people looking for a data-driven approach. There's a lot of complexity associated with it. They're looking for automation. They're looking for partnerships. They're looking for guidance. And what's great about that is that when you start thinking about this journey, it's a continuous journey. And people have started embracing the concept of using ITSM with automation. To help with automating change management. Cause as far as I know, in my 20 years of doing this, I've never seen anyone do a migration and say, I'm done. Yeah. Right. no one's ever in the perfect end state. So as we start kind of seeing people adopt things in earnest around these migrations for modern workspaces, we're starting to see them start thinking about the ongoing piece as well. So for me, it's really exciting kind of seeing these light bulbs because we spent the last two years during the pandemic trying to get people educated around a lot of um, the challenges that they're going to face and solutions that are available to them. But now that they're actually doing it, it's been really exciting for us to kind of be at the forefront of that with some of our key partners yeah
1: 20 years of doing this we just thought in junior high school
2: (laughs) 20 years of doing this you and i met 20 years ago
1: oh at least every bit of that 2004 three or four yeah yeah. we're gonna have to have an anniversary party (laughs) neither one of us has changed a bit
2: (laughs) now (laughs) <laughs> not, not at all. I mean, you're still the same guy that wrote the book on soft grid, you know? <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: all right. So people have fallen in love with the two of you uh, and want to know more. Where, starting uh, with you, Samit, where are people going to get more
2: of The Samit Show or Remo 3? Uh website remo3.com but there's a lot of great content available on our youtube channel where there's actual videos demos uh customer testimonials so there's a lot of a lot of great content on the youtube video channel for remo3 um we also have a podcast which uh I know, Shondo, you're going to be participating in as well soon, but we've had great sessions where I've gotten a chance to sit down with industry leaders like Coop uh, from HP and Scott from Microsoft and Christian and just great folks where it's not really about anything aside from what's on your mind in the technology landscape. So a yeah. um, lot of resources available. Those are the two that I would probably go to. I'm uh, upgrading to YouTube Premium just to see
1: all of that content. Uninterrupted with commercials. Uninterrupted. Yeah, no No ads. ads, No ads for Shonda. Yeah, just straight line it into my arm. That's what I want. Al, where are people going to get more on E360?
0: Oh, man. Apparently, they can just follow you on Twitter because uh, they were pretty popular with your side. No, um, yeah, e360.com. You can check out the Azure Marketplace for consulting services offerings, along with any of the other hyperscalers. But again, we have that partnership with uh, VMware and with Remo3 for the uh, apps on demand uh, 10 apps in 20 days concept. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think really, I think to wrap it up, I think this is the year of the modern workspace. Are we going to go with that one? Is that is that what's happening? Yeah, sure. Why not? We're we're going to go away from digital work, uh, the uh, digital transformation. We'll get rid of oh. year year of VDI, the year of the modern workspace.
1: I'm waiting for Analog Workspace to come back so I can bust out one of my typewriters. (laughs) Gentlemen, I thank you for joining me today. I want to do a sequel to this where we talk about all the changes in the licensing across EUC landscape. For example, the Citrix Universal subscription. We've got the Nutanix VDI licensing. And I love the fact that you could steal the map From one based on concurrent users and apply it to the others and no more uh, complexity uh, in that as well. So hopefully I can send you a fruit basket uh, and persuade you to come back on. But thank you both for joining me here today. And thank you, Angelo, for unlocking the studio and letting us come in and have a great time. So I cannot wait to talk to you again. I appreciate you taking the time as well as our listeners, because time is valuable, well, not mine, but, uh, and tuning in here today. So thanks, everybody. We'll catch you next time.
0: Bye-bye. Thanks, Sean. Don't forget to check out our show notes and links to resources at next.nutanix.com. So with that, from your friends here at Nutanix, have a great week.